0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's week five of the NFL season and Ryan Blondji and I are here talking DFS. We have a game of the year and it happens to be on the main slate, so we're looking forward to that. We'll be talking about uh, Bills Chiefs and every other Sunday game coming up next on the Road to Wire Fantasy Football podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Hopefully, your week was good getting here. Uh, this is the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by No House Advantage. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Balanji. Uh, we, uh, if you could please, rate and review the podcast. It helps help us out a lot. Also, uh, if you enjoy listening to us, hopefully, winning some money off us that would be a good thing too. Uh, Ryan, we're at uh, we're at week six. I think I said week five in the intro, which is a really good way to start the uh, start the program, but. <laughs> Hopefully nobody listens to that. Um, week six, it's uh, it's really flying along here. Uh, how's everything with you?
2: Yeah, season's flying by. Everything with me is good. Uh, I went to another game in London last weekend. Saw my Packers in London. It was cool I hope, until you, the end. you left. Hope you left at halftime. Yeah, no, I didn't. It was it was <laughs> cool until we we blew the seventeen point lead. Um, DFS wise, uh, it was frustrating, but I, I broke about even frustrating because. I ended up going with Damien Harris in a lot of my most important lineups. And he went down injured right away, you know, a couple weeks. It's funny. You said
1: if one of those guys gets hurt, the other guy is just a huge monster. And I was hoping that you uh, had gotten lucky and and clicked the one that didn't get hurt.
2: Yeah. So I actually, I did play a New England running back on every lineup I made. Um, I just, Uh, I just had decided to put Damien Harris in my more expensive stuff and Ramondre in my cheaper stuff. Uh, you know, just happens like that sometimes. Uh, NFL DFS can be brutal. A couple weeks yeah. ago, I had uh, David Montgomery as my highest-owned player, and he got injured in the first quarter. Yeah. And, you know, you're just dead right away. You know, you, you think about these lineups for hours, maybe days, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're just dead right, yeah. right away. I mean, maybe if you run so hot, you might be able to cash. But um, fortunately, I did well in cash games, so so I still broke even. But, yeah, frustrating.
1: It's funny because we're always like, yeah, play DFS. You don't have to worry about injuries. And then two guys get hurt <laughs> in the first quarter. You're like, oh, I guess we still have to wait for injuries. Yeah, you hope that uh, it doesn't affect you as much. You don't have David Montgomery the next week, but it, it can definitely. Yeah, and you know, other
2: times maybe you fade David Montgomery. Maybe you don't play him at all. And he's yeah. owned on, on 30% of the lineups. And then that's huge for you. And you can yeah. you win a lot of money. You know, so, sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. It does. Yeah. No, it, last week was weird, too, because that we, you mentioned Ramonde, but like,
1: all the cheap running backs went crazy. So, I mean, I had mm-hmm. I had Ramonde and Jeff Wilson. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm ahead of the game here. And then all of a sudden, Brees, Brees Hall went off, a couple of other guys, and was like, oh, well, I guess it doesn't really matter because Alvin Kamara went off and he was yeah. – Fournette went off. Fournette. Like, everybody okay. under 7,000, everybody played. They all did really well. So it was kind of irrelevant at that point. As long as you played two of those guys. But it was it was weird that we talked last week about, you know, you don't, you don't need your guys to do well. You need other guys not to do well. And that was a week where, it was like everybody else, did well too. So, yeah, it, like the, the running or the receivers and quarterback kind of separated. everybody. it was funny too because the uh, the chalk defense went crazy too. We talked about uh, we talked about Dallas as the chalk defense last week. They were like thirty percent in some of my single entry contests, and they had twenty three points. So it was like irrelevant there irrelevant running back everybody had good players so it was one of those weeks where you know kind of everybody everybody got there on the, on the chalk ones it was kind of how you did elsewhere but let's jump into uh into week six i mentioned at the at the intro as i said what wrong week it was we have game of the year this week and somehow bill's chiefs is not a monday or sunday night game it's uh, i i we we're talking before i'm sure cbs must have bid the crap out of this one i've had their first pick I, i'm sure that cbs and fox get some get some top picks so they don't you know all the good games over go to prime time but still it's fun to see that marquee a game, uh, not
2: as a game, is the Sunday afternoon
1: game, but it's more than anything for DFS. It's fun to have it on our slate.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I'm glad it's on the slate, and me being in London, glad it's in the afternoon, so I get to watch it. I I have trouble watching those primetime games when they oh, start. That's, at one that's a good
1: point too. what So you so, got like a nine thirty start or something for you? Nine
2: thirty start, yeah, yeah, which which will be nice. Yeah, that, that's um, awesome.
1: So we've got, we've got that. We've got so we have 11 games this week we have eight early and three late on the slate. We do have the first set of bye weeks this week. We got the, uh, the lions, the Titans, the Raiders and the Texans, the Raiders definitely need a buy. Uh, they have those four teams are off this week. Primetime games. We had the thrilling Washington, Chicago game last night. Uh, one of the few primetime games I have not turned on. I did not even watch that game. I was busy and I looked up and was like, it was halftime. It was three nothing. I'm like, yeah, forget it. Um, <laughs> Apparently, uh, Justin Fields did not look good. We've got uh, we got Dallas Philly, a great game on Sunday night. That's a it's a five and zero versus four and one. That'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a that'll be a good sit down and watch game after the after the game of the year. And then we have uh, Chargers in Denver on Monday night. I don't know how we keep getting Denver in primetime, but here we are.
2: Yeah, so we got these two games that really stand out. I mean, you mentioned this is the game of the year, right? Buffalo yeah. KC. It's got. Uh, I I checked yesterday. Yesterday, I saw 54 total. I didn't didn't see today. Um, But yeah, that's the highest we've seen in a while. And you know, these two teams, people will remember that playoff game just last season. I think they combined for 78 points and you know, one of the best games you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, So that's going to be a pretty popular spot. Uh, And then we do have one other spot over 50, the Seahawks and Cardinals, uh, which actually looks like a pretty good spot for both teams. But it does other than that scott i i don't see much and you know i'm 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 looking for much so or i'm looking for something else so hopefully we can find it because these or, two uh, games are going to be so popular but you yeah. know like i just don't see how you can really avoid them it just seems like a couple of players from one or two of those spots you know it looks like they're going to be on the winning lineup yeah,
1: I think it's a it's a combination of picking the right quarterback receiver combo these two games, you know, and then you play that, but you got to also intersperse some guys from other games. I think that uh, that's what we're here to to find out. I do I do have some plays in their games I do like, but um, and I don't think anybody's getting away. From, and the funny thing is those two games are both in the afternoon too. Like so, everybody's gonna be like, oh, Bills Chiefs, Bills Chiefs, DFS players be like, well, let's put Arizona Seattle on the other TV because that's a that's a, 50 and a half. So I think it's uh it's funny how we have game of the year, but I think a lot of fancy players and, and DFS players are gonna want uh, gonna want two screens that time because we have. Uh, i didn't know if we thought arizona seattle would be quite this uh this uh, high flying but it certainly looks like it seattle is scoring a lot of points giving up a lot of points and in dfs you know that that's what you want right there
2: yeah no def- definitely wouldn't have you know seattle keeps being one of the more popular targets on all these slates and you just you never would have thought that coming into the season with geno smith and and they usually play slow um and what's happened is geno smith played well and they're also playing fast um one of the faster teams in football recently, both those teams actually they know Huddle at some of the highest rates in the NFL. Uh they their games combined for some of the highest amount of plays. So yeah, and then the, the Seattle side is just so cheap. So yeah. Why so you have a game why, like that?
1: Why does Jeffings not raise Tyler Lockett at some point?
2: it's unbelievable, right? Yeah. Uh, 5,600 again, he was 5,600 last week. It's even cheaper than he was a few weeks ago. And you know, this spot's arguably better and it's not like he's been putting up duds in these spots. He's been having good games. So, yeah. you know, you think he would be, you know, 6,500.
1: Yeah. He was hit two touchdowns last week. It's just uh, it's pretty wild that he has not moved. Uh, a little bit of disrespect there for, for Tyler Lockett. We do have some uh, some low total games here. We've got four games that are under 44. We have New England-Cleveland at 43, Jacksonville-Indy at 42, the first teams to play the second time this year. They, they're playing again. Uh, Cincy-New Orleans is 43. Uh, Carolina and the Rams is 41.5. So we do have some low total games. Especially that that L.A.-Carolina game is wild, well too, because it's a big spread, too. So Carolina is a super low implied total.
2: Yeah, uh there might be some spots we can go in a couple of those games, but as far as full stacks, I don't know. The other one I was looking at, I don't know if you were looking at a game to stack besides one of these one of the two good ones, but of course I was thinking maybe Baltimore. I mean just because Mark and, you know, we can So, Bateman's out and I see we got a question in the chat about Bateman actually just now that I, that I'll let you get to, but I think Bateman's going to be out again. Uh, and so it just makes the Baltimore stack like pretty easy. Mark Andrews has been so good; he actually projects better than Kelsey this week, um, and you can pair it with Duvernay as well. So I could see stacking Baltimore if you want to try to get away from Allen or Mahomes or Kyler. Or uh, but I don't know. What about you? Is there any other these spots you're looking at?
1: Yeah, Rick Herrera had that question in the chat. Um, I would drop – I like Alec Pierce, but I would drop him for Rashad Bateman. I think that we saw enough from Bateman those first uh, first couple of games. Uh, it seemed like the injuries maybe this week and then maybe he's back, but I think I would have to take the upside of Bateman. We're still – you know, six weeks into the season, Bateman was someone that was like a sixth, seventh-round pick. Alec Pierce was a 17th-round pick. Uh, Pierce has come on the last two weeks, but I think I'd rather have Bateman for the rest of the
2: year. Right, like do you want do you want Lamar Jackson's number one wide receiver or do you yeah. want Matt Ryan's number two? Uh, you kind of, you know, kind of answered the question right there. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would pick up, uh, I would pick up Bateman. I would not drop, uh, I would not drop Garrett Wilson. That was the other option there. I've seen, I've seen enough from Wilson. I know the Zach Wilson, uh, experiments a little, a uh, little, we're not totally sure about that yet. You know, Wilson was really good with Flacco, but I still, uh, I still keep Garrett Wilson. Um, as for your stacks, we will get that. We talked to quarterbacks, um, I'm considering uh, Tampa Bay with uh, with Brady and Evans. I'm also considering Minnesota with Cousins and Jefferson as some uh, as some mini stacks. If I want to get a lineup that's different from those top teams, I'd still play some guys um, from uh, you know from uh, Seattle right, and, right. Uh, and, and Arizona and, and and the Chiefs of Buffalo. But if I want to get a little different quarterback, um, those are two options that we're going to talk about here in a second. But that, that I do like. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of games in the middle here. Uh, but these two top games, like it's uh, it's clear that uh, it's. Uh, they stand out pretty well compared to most of the places we've been on. We've usually had one or two games in the low 50s, but 54 is a big number. And not only, it's not only like a big number, you've got just superstar power. Like, every once in a while you get a game like, I think we had Seattle and Detroit or something like, I forget who it was, but it was like a high toll. We're like, all right, well, we got some some names here. But, like, you're talking – Allen and Diggs and Mahomes and Kelsey. Like these are super high power games. The game is the game that everybody's going to watch too. Like you don't want to, you don't want to watch that game in the afternoon and be like, oh, I only have one player this game. So it's a, it, it, that that lingers into obviously you're playing tournaments where you're playing a bunch of lineups. You don't want to go somewhere different. I mean, this game could be 24-21. It could, it could be something like that rather than 38-35. So, you know, it's possible that they play a little defense. I don't really see that happening, especially with the Chiefs defense. The secondary is, is struggling right now. Um, you know, the, Devontae Adams lit him up last week, and they, they've been giving up some big plays. But uh, it sure will be a lot of fun. Who do you think wins that game? I think
2: Buffalo. What about you?
1: road uh, road favorites the first time in Patrick Mahomes career he's been a home underdog which is pretty wild considering he was a rookie at one point but they were still pretty decent um I think Buffalo is a better team I think Buffalo finds a way to uh, to win also I think it's gonna be fun but I think that uh I think they're gonna get a little bit of redemption here although I don't think the redemption really counts until they do in a playoff game they beat uh, they beat Kansas City last year too I remember it was uh my wife was having a party here and we were watching that game and it was a that i remember the bills beat the chiefs in the regular season last year but yeah i'll go bills i'll go bills by uh bills by a eh, bills by touchdown
2: yeah i think i agree with you it's just it's hard not to think this bills team's the best in the league uh i think at least i think that i think
1: yeah both offenses are so good but i I think the bills bills defense is is definitely a step up from casey's defense
2: right and like kansas city i don't know they've kind of been I don't know. I don't want to write Kansas City off, but Mm-mm. they needed a quite the comeback to beat the Raiders. Uh, I think the Bills probably should have won that playoff game. Maybe maybe they'll want a little bit of re- revenge. I don't know. It just seems like a spot where Buffalo is going to win. That's like very, you said. It's, it's kind of it's kind of meaningless. So like, it's not even that. You know, if KC loses, it's not the end of the world. Obviously, yeah. It's funny you say that the the Bills
1: should have won. They had the lead with 13 seconds left and they they definitely should have won that game. They blew that so <laughs> they blew that so badly. But I mean, yeah, I it was it was who had the ball last in that game. But let's get let's get into the slate. Um there's a lot of games to talk about. First a note from our sponsors at Play with Swagger. There are 50 million fantasy sports players and sports bettors in the US, but 90% of them of all cash prizes are won by only 2% of the players. That's because most sports gaming options were created for the pros. You know, the dudes dropping loads of cash on data to find an edge over the rest of us, not Swagger. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who simply want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Are you tired of losing because of one bad pick? With Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You simply create a ticket of 4 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. Your score determines your win, not the perfect ticket. You can be half right and be all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most most player props, and biggest payouts of any DFS site, as many as 50 times your money. Plus, you can play fantasy football along with other major U.S. pro sports, as well as international soccer, Formula One, NASCAR, fight sports, rugby, cricket, and even eSports. Ready to play? Visit playwithswagger.com slash rotowire to sign up, and Swagger will give you a $10 free to try them out, plus match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Swagger is daily fantasy for all fankind. So, Ryan, let's just talk uh, real quick about who we think will be popular this week. And I actually want to What makes up a little bit. Usually we start with quarterback here. I want to start with running back because I think that uh, we've got a week this week where there are multiple running back options that are cheap due to uh, injuries in front of them that are going to be popular. We've got uh, Ramondre Stevenson at 6,000. Sound there's going to be no Damian Harris. We have Kenneth Walker III at 5,400. Rashad Penny's out for the year. And we have possibly Eno Benjamin at 4,600. It sounds like uh, Darrell Williams is going to be out. James Conner is up in the air, but didn't practice yesterday. I think he's probably going to be out. He's 4,600. It seems to me that there's going to be a lot of people going to play these three guys as, as, as their low, their low price, uh, high roster ship is probably what we're going to be looking at.
2: Yeah. I mean, you nailed it, especially in cash games. Yeah. yeah, I would be pretty comfortable just starting with those three. And then it, you know, it just makes it really easy to pay up at the other positions. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson would project the best if if Damian Harris is out. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup for New England on paper against uh, Cleveland's defensive line that's been struggling. And Stevenson would just, you figure, would get so much of the work in that New England offense. I mean, he had 25 carries last week. If, if the yeah. game script's going well, you could see 25, 30 touches there, including a few catches. Uh, Kenneth Walker, yeah, he's too cheap uh, for, you know, he's playing in the, second-best game environment, at least in terms of a total. Uh, no Rashad Penny, he should catch some passes, too. So, yeah, like, those two for sure. And then yeah. if you get Eno Benjamin, like, yeah, you're going to have to monitor that that James Conner news. I don't know if it's going to, you know, if we're going to know before the slate locks. So you might that's have true. to have a plan since that's yeah. the afternoon game. But, I mean, Good Eno point. Benjamin for 4,600. If Darrell Williams is out, too, I mean, you could make the argument that he's – as good if not better point per dollar than stevenson just because he's so cheap so yeah i mean those would be the backs for cash games for sure and of course they're fine in tournaments as well
1: yeah it's just uh it's it's a wild week where we just happen to have this big huge game with expensive guys and we have running back value like it just it it doesn't always work out that way last week we had a lot of running back value but like this one this one even sticks out even more with these injuries i mean i think that uh you know you mentioned Ramondre. not Ramondre didn't only have 25 carries he looked really good too like he looked Mm -hmm. the part he looks like a better running back overall than Damian Harris. If you're just watching with the eye test, you know, I know Harris is good at the goal line, but Ramondre is super talented. Like I think we forget. And not only that, the Browns have been abysmal versus the run, they're allowing 5.9 yards per carry, almost 20 fancy points per game to running backs. Like the matchup works, uh, you know, I know they're underdogs. So maybe you get a little game scripted out, but the matchup's pretty good. And you have to think the Belichick wants to stick with the run um I mentioned Walker he had a 70 yard run last week like looked the part and it was, I mean the guy was a stud at Michigan State we knew that coming in the issue with with Walker was just that you know Rashad Penny was good And in front of him too the guy averaged over 6 yards per carry at Michigan State last year Arizona's pretty average against the run and, and, and you know like not only is he cheap but he's part of the second most uh, popular game the second highest total right. game like it's just it works so well. It's just uh it's gonna be interesting to see if people in tournaments like try and get off these guys, if they just play them and try and get different somewhere else and you know win elsewhere. Cause you gotta think like if you look at lineups, you just throw these three guys in, you throw Allen and Diggs in there, and like suddenly, like that's five of your eight roster spots right there, nine roster right. spots, depending on where you're playing. But like it's just it seems easy to get those first five or six guys in.
2: Yeah, it's 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 gonna be unbelievable if we get those three guys, it's gonna be unbelievable how similar lineups are like to yeah. a point that we rarely see. Um, So does that make it, you think like, Holy hell, I need to get a little bit different because like, it yeah, just- I mean, it has me worried. Like it's just, it's so hard to win big tournaments like that. You have to just be absolutely perfect in every spot. It's yeah. like, you know, if you're a person that plays these tournaments more so with game theory, then like, this is the week for you. If you can stomach right. fading some of these spots. I mean, like you said, like, People will just put those three backs in, and then they'll put Allen and Diggs in, or Mahomes and Kelsey, or whoever from that game, and maybe someone from the Seattle game. I mean, you're going to actually get lineups that are duplicated in tournaments, like a bunch of them, and that like that that never happens. Um, So yeah, you know, I I have to look for some way to get different. I mean, no, I'm not just going to put the same lineup in as everyone else.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not either. I'm usually one that's like, you know what, I'm good eating some chalk, but I think I'm going to get. I'm gonna get a little bit different. I don't know whether it's gonna be with a different quarterback receiver combo or it's gonna be a, maybe maybe one expensive running back. I think these expensive running backs are gonna be cheap or gonna be less rostered than normal just because you have these three easy spots down here. As we get lower, we'll talk about there's some other cheap running backs that are really playable too. Um, real quick question in the chat someone's asking who do we prefer between Raheem Mostert, Clyde Edwards lair Kenneth Walker the third, and Eno Benjamin. Um, that's a lot of names, and they're all pretty close in my rankings, but uh I'm gonna go actually uh, go off the board, but I'm gonna go Kenneth Walker Jr. this week. I like him the most of those four names. I'm with you, Walker. Sorry, Kenneth Walker the third. I don't mean to be talking about his dad, who's the junior, but yeah, the third. Uh, I go uh, I go Walker there uh, for Evan Graham who asked that question. That's a, it's a pretty good mix. And as we get later here, I'll, I do like Raheem Mostert again, who's getting a lot of the work in that backfield. But I think I go Walker of that group just in that uh, high scoring game with Penny out. I, I like his chances uh, there for sure. Um, Me too. You know, it's, it's funny. I think the the chalk easy plays at quarterback are kind of guys we've already r- alluded to. I think that Josh Allen at 200 and Geno Smith at 5,700 are probably the two. Like, if you go expensive, you go Allen or you go Mahomes. I mean, not, I think Allen will be more popular just because he's easier to stack um, receivers with. You know, Mahomes, you have Kelsey, and then who the heck knows. I do have a, I do have one a receiver I like the most of that group but we'll talk about later. Um, but then Geno's 5,700. Like, if you want to suddenly get expensive elsewhere, maybe play – you know, Diggs and Kelsey, or something like that. Uh, you go Gino at fifty seven hundred. You pair him with with Metcalf at sixty eight hundred, or Lockett at fifty six hundred. Which I think a lot of people will have. Um, it lets you do pretty much almost anything you want to do also You go like you go Gino and Lockett and one cheap running back. You can pretty much pay for anybody else you want.
2: Yeah, I mean, we already talked about these guys. Like you said, for cash games, you know, if we get all those cheap running backs pretty much just have to play josh allen i mean i'll have to play josh allen and cash um you could go down to i agree it's either that or you go down to geno smith some might also throw tom brady in there for for 600 more than geno smith but no i don't think that's necessary if you're going to go down you just go to geno smith he's actually been running a little bit i think he has the Sixth or seventh most rushing yards in the league for quarterback. Nothing crazy, but you know, it's a few extra points for a guy that's 5,700. But again, yeah, Josh Allen projects the best and better than Mahomes because he runs and because they just throw so much.
1: And we talk about Josh Allen a lot, but he's been quarterback five or better every week so far this year. It's not like he's like, oh, he had a couple great games. Couple like every single week, he's been a quarterback value. He was the best quarterback last week, he was quarterback one. I mean, it's just in a game like this, they're going to have to score. There's no shutting it down in the second half, fourth quarter. Like, the, you know, they have a couple games last week that, you know, they killed Pittsburgh. But uh, uh, it's just it, it seems uh, it seems pretty, uh, pretty easy. It seems
2: like, it, right. It seems nailed on that he's going to score over 30. Like he scored right. over 30 points in every game except the bad weather game in Baltimore. And was still was still a top five quarterback
1: that week, <laughs> right? I he just I think he had right. some, a rushing. T- I think he just got there. It's just their their offense is just centered around him. They don't hand it off a lot in the red zone. Like it's just it just centered around him. He just does everything for them. Um, we'll get into all these other positions. I think that Tyler Lockett at 5600 is going to be very popular too. It's just the the price sticks out as just way too cheap. I mean, he was I think you mentioned he was fifty eight hundred last week, and he had scored twice, had over hundred right. yards. And this price went down in a game that is against Arizona with a with a high total. It's just a it's a weird a weird little pricing uh, mistake there. But like, the fact that he went down instead, so I thought he'd be like six thousand five hundred. He'd be a thousand less than that. Is it's just I don't know. It's it's hard to get away from Lockett. I know Lockett has games in the past where he just kind of disappears. But he's been really good lately. Um, I just think I think I think Lockett at six hundred just seems too obvious.
2: Yeah, too obvious. I mean, I I wrote him up in my article for like the third straight week, I think I just said, you you can't help it because yeah, yeah, everything you said and, and it's, and he hasn't had a bad game in any of these spots. He's getting a lot of targets. This is a good spot. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm going to play him in cash games for sure, because he projects as the best point per dollar play on the slate and he's going to be popular. Uh, That's one in tournaments where I'll try to get away from in some spots, especially if I'm not targeting that game. Uh, You know, we're going to have to, try to find some, some less popular guys in some spots. And, you know, receiver is a, you know, of course, Lockett can just catch six balls for 60 yards or whatever. And not, you know, that's, you know, it happens all the time. So I'll try to get away from that in tournaments, but you're right. He just projects way too good. So cash games, he's a lock.
1: It sure seems like cash games. You go Ramondre, Walker, Benjamin, Diggs, Allen, Lockett, and you've got like six absolutely, spots, like, yeah, you know, the right like right off the bat. It's, and they, they it, I mean, it's football, they won't all work out, but uh, boy, cash, uh, cash lamps kind of write themselves, uh, at least uh, at least the first five or six spots. But uh, let's just let's jump into quarterback receiver, uh, game stacks. I think that uh, we've we've kind of addressed some of these top two games here, but I think Allen and Diggs. Um, you know, or you or you play Allen and Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis had a, you know, a ninety-eight yard touchdown, a sixty-yard touchdown before we woke up last week. It was crazy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still having breakfast, and and Gabe Davis is going bonkers. But you know, we talked about Allen, just incredibly consistent. Um, great matchup, great, uh, great game. That the Chiefs are allowing a, an NFL leading twenty point seven passing fantasy points per game. Great game script. It all lines up here. Diggs is uh, 8,400, I think. Uh, Davis is 2- 6,500. So if you want to get cheaper, go you know, Davis. You go both of them. Um, I think you just uh, – there's not much to talk about here, but the the Allen, uh, Allen receiver stack is good. But tell me about uh, – tell you about Kansas City on the other side of the game. I don't think we need to talk too much about Buffalo. Um, if you're going to play Mahomes, uh, are you going to go with Kelsey? Or are you going to go with Kelsey and a receiver? Uh, what would you do in terms of stacking Kansas City?
2: Yeah, that's – Second Kansas City is tough. Um is. so Kelsey he seems like the only player in that game that's overpriced. Um now I'm not sure like right now I've seen I wouldn't say okay, maybe not overpriced, but Diggs and Allen and Davis, the guys you just mentioned and the other KC receivers, they're actually a little bit cheap for for their projections. Um but yeah, so I might try to stack it with Kelsey, but see, I think Kelsey will end up being kind of popular, um, just because that game stack is so appealing. So I think if I'm going to stack Mahomes, it's going to be with some of these other wide receivers. Um, like the price on Valdez Scantling looks great, forty five hundred. You yeah. could easily see him. Yeah, he could. You could easily see him going for hundred yards and a touchdown. I know he hasn't done it yet, but he could smash his price tag. Um, I don't even mind going with Nicole Hardman. For 4K. I mean, he had some big catches last week, his best game of the season. It only takes one for that price. And if that game's a shootout, like people aren't going to play Hardman. They're going to play Rondell Moore. They're going to play Valdez Scantling. They're going to go up for Lockett and some of these other guys. People do not like to play Hardman. I don't mind for 4K. Um, and even Juju. Uh, I could play Juju too. You know, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but he's had eight targets in three straight weeks. I mean, he is, he's going to score a touchdown. He could even score two. It's another guy that people won't be too excited about playing. So, you know, Kelsey's a fine play, of course. We saw a crazy stat line last week, four touchdowns on 25 yards. Wild.
1: Right? I, the stat I saw was that the lowest number of yards ever for a four touchdown game was 93 yards. It was Marvin Jones um Kelsey had tw- Kelsey had 25 like that's <laughs> like a fourth of that <laughs> like I don't know cover cover him when they get to the two-yard line I don't know maybe it might makes a lot of sense but I think you laid out the Kansas City receivers pretty perfectly I uh, Juju's had a lot of uh, a lot of negativity on Twitter but you're right eight targets in three straight games eight targets in four of the five games um, I really like Valdez Scanley. He's 4,500. I think he's probably gonna be the most popular of this of this of this trio. But it seems to me like maybe he's emerging a little bit in this offense. He was six for ninety last week on eight targets. Week before he had 63 yards. You know, maybe it seems like you know, Mahomes is starting to trust him a little more. Um, I like what we've seen the last couple of weeks from Valdez Scanley. But you're right on Hardman. I think Hardman will be the third most popular and at 4,000 in this game. Like that, another moment. And you mentioned you mentioned it only takes one. It really only takes one with Hardman. I mean, he gets he gets loose and he's gone. He's so fast. Um, he's four thousand. I think you play any of them, but the hard part is, um, I don't know that we can really tell you which one to nail because I think it's like Mahomes said at the start of the year: No, you play fantasy football. Good luck figuring out a receiver. It's gonna be a different guy every game. So it's obviously Kelsey in the red zone. It's obviously Kelsey for touchdowns. Um, I think I go Valdez Scantling first and a Hardman second, just based on price.
2: Yeah, and that that the Kansas City stack is going to be the less popular stack for, for sure. sure. I mean, for way sure. less popular than the Bills. So if you're if you're considering that Kansas City stack instead, I would I will encourage that for sure. And then that's the choose. way I would stack it. I would I would take Mahomes with either Diggs or Davis and then two of those receivers. Like yep. I said, of course you can use Kelsey, but I would just do it the other way.
1: Yeah, and you hope that you hope that when they get inside the five, they hand it off to Singletary, and instead of Josh Allen running it in, and suddenly you've you've got a pretty good little uh, game script there. You know, he throws two touchdowns to Diggs or Davis, whoever so you play, hands off one or two to uh, you know James Cook or or, or or Moss or Singletary. Doesn't score a running touchdown, suddenly you've built up pretty nicely at a, at a at a lower roster ship.
2: Right, and so, sometimes I think of it that way, and like a, like how are you going to fade Allen, or like you might need a Singletary touchdown here and there, but. Also, you really just need Mahomes to score one more point than Allen. I mean, right. Mahomes can score forty. Josh yeah. Allen can score thirty-nine. Yep. I mean, so his receivers, Diggs can go off, Davis can go off. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So,
1: uh, so what about the
2: other game? We mentioned uh, we mentioned the Geno
1: Smith uh, side of it. You can play him with Metcalf or Lockett pretty easily. Uh, both are doing uh, both are doing well. Uh, he's been Geno's been quarterback seven or better the last two weeks. I can't believe we're talking about Geno Smith like that, but. Uh, Arizona started out badly against the past. They've been a little bit better about the past lately, but they they do blitz a lot. Gino's been killing the blitz, so that uh, you know that may work in his favor. But I want to talk about. Uh, I think that side's pretty easy to talk about. We kind of have. I want to talk about the other side. Uh, so I think if these four quarterbacks, I would say that Kyler Murray at seven thousand three hundred will be easily the least popular of the four. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, and that's something that I was going to, yeah, that's something that I'm monitoring. Um, I think he'll be more popular than he has been, but yeah, you're right. Still the least popular of those four. And yeah, like, I'm, this is a week where I want to roster Murray and maybe stack the Cardinals. I haven't done it yet this season, but I'm thinking about doing it here, especially if he's going to be the least popular of those four.
1: I did it once. It was not a fun experiment, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you can't in DFS, you can't hold a grudge. I think I had him, Two weeks ago where he was – I mean, nobody had him. It was against Carolina. I was like, you know, this is a breakout kind of game. He still does not have DeAndre Hopkins back, which is, you know, maybe bad for him but good for stacking. Like, I think Hollywood Brown – uh, makes a ton of sense to stack with him. He's I mean, Hollywood Brown's been a, been a target monster. I think Zach Ertz is interesting too. If you want to play both, Zach Ertz had I think ten more targets last week. And Zach Ertz has a score to be to work because it's like you know it's going to be ten targets to be six for fifty two. But uh, if he scores, it, it works, and Hollywood Brown can obviously hit the big play. Uh, I think you know Kyler uh, Kyler could get loose a little bit. He had forty two yards rushing last week. It was his high for rushing, so he he, he had a couple plays. They were big plays too. He only had four carries for forty yards. So there's a big chunk plays in the running game starting to utilize that a little more. And you got to think this is a game where they're going to have to score. They've had, you know, they had some weird games so far. They, you know, they did not play well against uh, Philadelphia the first half, and then came back. It was a weird game last week, but uh, I think that Murray is a really interesting tournament play this week because you you got the you got the you got the two big games. You, you you hope for a lot of points. I always like to get the least popular of the four. I think that's an interesting way to play that tournament. And he, he has an easy stacking option. You can come back with either receiver pretty easily too. It it's kind of it maps out pretty well.
2: Yeah, it does. And you figure he actually has a chance to get there through the air for once in this spot, throw for a lot of yards, and especially if James Conner is out. Um, If if I stack him, I'm going to want two pass catchers, because again, you're probably going to need a big score to beat Allen and Mahomes or to beat at least one of them. So I, I for sure want Hollywood Brown, like you want Hollywood Brown going for over 100 with a touchdown or two in this spot. And then I will pair it with either Rondell Moore or Zach Ertz. You're right. I don't mind Ertz at all. And if he, if he gets in the end zone, he could, he could, yeah, that's all he needs with the amount of volume he'll get otherwise. And then, yeah, run it back with whoever you want. I don't mind running it back with Kenneth Walker. Of course you could go with, of course you could go with one of those receivers, but you know, it'd be nice if Kenneth Walker runs in a touchdown or two and then you have Arizona trying to come back. Yeah, because I think
1: anyway, you're right. Anybody who does play Kyler will probably just automatically go to Lockett, and you go you go Kenneth Walker at the exact same price. It's a it's an interesting way to uh, play this game and play it even a little more differently. You're already taking you're already taking Kyler, but you play take Walker also, who you know will be popular. But then get an Arizona stack. I think I think Lockett will be the be the one everybody goes to. And Rodney Moore, uh, I didn't mention him when we were talking about. It. You're right. That's a that's a good play too. He looked pretty good last week. He was really active. He was involved. Um, and he's only forty two hundred. If I'm doing the math, right. I'm scrolling down his price. He's only forty two hundred. Uh, he had eight targets last week, you seven for 68 really good cheap part of that game um seattle's also really bad against slot receivers so far this year ronda will, will line up in the slot a lot so i think that uh, uh rondale with hollywood or urts with hollywood and you know with with uh, kelsey and Anders on the slate um, you know urts is not gonna be popular so that's, a, that's another way to get uh get interesting here and then you can if you do that you can kind of play the some of the other chalky plays too and you, you're so different a quarterback with, with kyler and uh and everybody else you mentioned he won't be and not rostered, but I think it's uh it's, it's a good way to get a little different. You can still play some of the chalky running backs.
2: Yep. And then one last thing. Uh, yeah. I might, I might favor DK over Lockett, or at least I might try to do that in some of my lineups just because I don't know, he'll probably be half as popular. And I read something about uh, Arizona's uh, best cornerback is back in supposedly going to be on Lockett more of the time. Now, yeah. again, I, I don't want to read too much into that stuff. I for, I forget his name, but uh it looks like a pretty good spot for dk metcalf
1: yeah no and metcalf looked good the the last couple of weeks so that uh, that could work too so real quick on quarterback stacks, we've talked about the two games a lot um where else are you thinking about going if you really in a tournament you really want to get different here um i mentioned brady and cousins those are two guys that i am thinking about playing uh what are you thinking about in terms of quarterback stacks aside from the the two the two does uh, the two highly publicized games
2: yeah, I like I like where your head's at with the Brady and and Cousins stuff. Um Those are the type of guys that yeah, could win you a slate like with a skinny stack like you mentioned, then you have some pieces from those other games. Uh I don't know. I would I'm I'm probably maybe Lamar like I mentioned. Yeah. Um normal, you know, he's another one I haven't really been stacking baltimore this year i don't know if i really have at all um and it's and same kind of, same price as mahomes and allen he's gonna to have to be the third
1: most popular of that of that trio right
2: yeah oh yeah he'll be the third most popular of that trio probably less popular than gino and kyler maybe even yeah, yeah you know people aren't excited to stack baltimore at the giants i mean i'm not really either but you know i might force it because it's pretty easy like i mentioned i think I think Andrews yep. is a better play than Kelsey and he's cheaper. Um, and I think it's really easy to, you can add Duvernay in there as well um, yep. with Bateman out. So I don't mind doing that. The, the The tricky part is I don't really want to run it back with anyone on the Giants. I guess we'll yeah. have to see about this receiver situation. I guess Robinson Robinson's supposed to play. Tony and Galladay are questionable. Slayton for thirty eight hundred caught you, six you, of seven targets. If you do, you just do it with Saquon, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot, though. I yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I could afford that. You know, if you if you got Lamar and Andrews, it's tough to get Saquon in there. So it I don't is. You're know. not. You know, you're <laughs> not.
1: You're not playing. You're not playing any, uh the big name Bills Chiefs. That's for sure. You're not playing. But it's 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 the only guy in that offense that I remotely trust to get touches and be able to make plays. Though I just. There's no way I'm playing one of those receivers. Yeah, right? I you're don't just, th- yeah. You're taking a dart throw at the receivers, and even more of a dart throw than we normally take. Like I just I mean guys, Slayton, Slayton was the one that was the best last week, but I I if I did, I'd probably go Saquon and figure it out. But I just I, I hate their pass offense.
2: Right. Yeah. If I do it, I will probably just I won't run it back with the Giant. You're right. Yeah, you could do that realistic. too.
1: Um Brady's interesting. Brady's 6300. The only problem is they're a pretty big favorite this game against Pittsburgh. You wonder if they, you know, they kind of sit in the second half, but Tom Brady's thrown 52 passes the last two weeks, each of the last two weeks. Like, that's a ton of passes. We talk – and, you know, his guys are back. Evans has been back. Godwin's been back. Godwin sat a lot in the second half last week. But, you know, he was playing. Um, he had 385 and 351 yards last two weeks. I know he only had one touchdown. In one was against games we so had three in the other one. Um, he only has more than one touchdown once all year. But, like, with his guys back, he is clearly throwing the ball a lot. He's cheap. Um, you know, even Evans, I think he's just 7,000. Uh, Godwin's uh, not expensive. He's so you could play a receiver pretty easily. Um, uh, the problem here is the comeback. Also, like I guess you go George Pickens and he's been pretty active with with Kenny Pickett, but like it's a it's a game that you're like I don't know if I want to play too much in this game. I think you just go uh, one receiver and uh, and maybe someone come back to Pittsburgh and they get expensive elsewhere. But I think Brady works and Cousins just is, is I think Cousins is too cheap. I think he's six thousand. You have to stack him with Jefferson. I think you have to pay up there because I mean, it's hard to get to Jefferson this week if you play any of the big games. Um, Lamar was great against Miami. So was Joe Burrow. So was Josh Allen. Those are great quarterbacks. are good on field, But Miami's giving up points. They're allowing 8.2 yards per attempt. I think this lines up really well. In a normal week, I, I would love this Cousin-Jefferson matchup. It's hard to get there with all the other matchups we have. But in a normal week, like this one would stick out pretty good to me at 6,000. So maybe it's a, it's a way to get a little different.
2: Yeah, I think it's a really good way, actually. I mean, I'm just thinking about it as you're saying it, like Justin Jefferson can easily be the highest scoring player on this slate, and he's not going to be popular. He's not going to be popular with with these other games. He's just not. Um, And same for Tampa. You know, I would have been I would have been more excited about Tampa but they, they just really let me down last week. I was all over Tampa. Uh, They just didn't do it. Fournette did it. I I went with the passing game. Um, But maybe, you know, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be off them so easy. Now they get this Pittsburgh matchup that Buffalo just destroyed Pittsburgh. Buffalo was the winning stack last week. Yeah. It could easily be Tampa this week and Mike Evans. Yeah. He's another one like Evans catches three touchdowns. We see it all the time and he ends up as the highest scoring receiver. He's not going to be popular either. Honestly, Scott, those are yeah, those are two great recommendations. Like that's how you win a slate like this with yeah. players who are going to be five percent own, you know, ten percent own max, maybe in some contests. But yeah, those are the yeah. type of chances you have to take. And and like and you I, think, sk- I think I think ten percent is a max too. Like I don't think even I don't, I don't yeah. think the quarterbacks will be close to that. Right? No, they won't be five percent, maybe less. You're right. Yeah. You're right on
1: Jefferson Evans, they might be. I think that, you know obviously can play three or four receivers. So those guys will get some some roster ship, but I, I mean I don't think anybody's taking cousins of Brady. It'll be no. Nope. It's a it's, it's a fun way to get different. I think that you know it, it may be we, we we talk next week, it's like, oh, Kansas City Buffalo was you know 38, 35, and everybody that won had those. But um, you know, these are slates where if you play tournaments, you want to get a little different, there are tons of opportunities to do so with really good plays.
2: Right. It doesn't it doesn't mean it's the wrong move. I mean, if you take a chance on one of these other spots and the other game goes nuts i mean that's going to happen a lot i mean yeah. that's just what there's, just there's going to be some high scoring games elsewhere
1: besides buffalo and casey and it's just going to happen and you gotta get a hit on the right ones but let's jump into the other positions but first a note from our sponsors at no house advantage no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today playing pickup contests versus other players for the shot at winning big cash prizes download the app choose a contest select your player props earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard For leaderboard for your shot, at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and twenty times your entry if you hit all your picks. Then on up to five player over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA. M M A and NASCAR, sign up with the protocol code wire That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at NohouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit matchup at $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not how you play, but also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. Um, so Ryan, I looked at No House Advantage this week, and I we, last week I hit a couple of player props. It worked well, so hopefully it help people out this week. Um, just let's talk a couple real quick uh, that were on the site. Uh, give me a couple of a uh, couple of over unders that uh, you find yourself liking when you look at uh, look at the No House Advantage app.
2: Sure. Um, well, I decided not to pick any unders this week because I tried That's,
1: to. I, I bullied you into taking <laughs> there's any more
2: hey <laughs> yeah, i mean it was the right move you know i said friends don't let friends bet the under uh, and, and you're right i i tried to i tried to hit some Steelers unders and Pickett went way over so you know t- taught me a lesson but anyways this week um the first one aaron Rodgers over one and a half touchdowns uh home against the jets it's funny to say but this is this is close to a must win spot for the packers after yeah. that disaster last week um And Rodgers, you know, he's struggled. The receivers have struggled. It's tough with those new weapons. He's really going to want to throw some touchdowns uh, this week, and it's the perfect matchup. So Rodgers over 1.5. I like that. And then the other one, uh, I'm going to take the over on Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I believe it was 83 or 85 or something. Yeah, 83 and a half rush yards. 83 and a half. Yeah, I mean – With Damian Harris out, I mean, this is assuming Damian Harris is out. Um, Ramondre, he's going to rush for over 100 in this spot. So uh, that's a pretty easy one. What about you? What do you got?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a little similar to you. I'm gonna take a couple overs because I'm a I'm a sucker. I love the overs. I'm gonna go Kirk Cousins over one and a half total touchdowns. We talked about him earlier. I think that he throws a uh, he'll throw a couple. Maybe we're going two to Jefferson. Maybe one to Jefferson. One to Thielen. Maybe an Irv Smith in there. But I do uh, I like this matchup for Minnesota. I think that uh, against Miami and I think that uh, Cousins will get in there. Maybe he drops one off to to Dalvin Cook too. That'll work also. And then I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go a little bit of. I'm not only gonna over. I'm gonna go over and homer pick in the same pick. I'm gonna go Jeff Wilson over 68 and a half rush yards. Um, I know he split carries last week with Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman looked pretty good, but Jeff Wilson's still the guy. He was like a 90% carries the two weeks before that. I get that they want to use Coleman a little bit. but Not only is Jefferson, uh, you know, the, the guy here, it's in a good game script matchup. The, the Niners are favored by, I think, six and a half over Atlanta. Fast track there. And Jeff Wilson is really freaking fast. Like, if he gets through the first line, he's gone. He had a, he had a touchdown last week that we saw him you know, show off that speed. Um, so give me Jeff Wilson. I think he gets, uh, you know, maybe 80 to 90 yards, maybe triple digits, but 60 and a half just felt uh, too low to me. So uh, that that's where I'm going to go there. We thank uh, No House Advantage for their sponsorship uh, on the podcast. And uh, we just wanted to, uh, you know, go through a couple of that. Uh, it's a really fun little site to play on. So it's it's kind of fun to just pick some over-unders there. Uh, I want to talk about running backs real quick. We had a question in the chat from Rick Herrera. Uh, Ryan, would you uh, drop Kenny Pickett to pick up Russell Wilson um I, cer- <laughs> I certainly I certainly would I know Russ has been rough but uh still like his weapons and I still would do it over Pickett who the, I think that the Steelers offense is kind of a mess
2: yeah I mean uh, I might be the biggest Russ hater but I think I would <laughs> I yeah. I think I would have to do that as well um yeah it's uh I, who knew six
1: weeks ago we'd be talking about Kenny Pickett versus Russell Wilson being <laughs> right Russian, so right. It's funny funny how the season works so we talked a lot about uh, about the mid-range running backs that are going to be popular this week with uh, with Stevenson and Eno Benjamin and uh, someone else in there that I'm forgetting, uh, uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, the expensive guys are going to be uh, tough to get to this week. We've talked about a lot about the top couple games, but uh, in this top tier, we have Christian McCaffrey, a and their offense is terrible. It finds a way to score every week, it seems like. Uh, Nick Chubb is 8,200. Jonathan Taylor's probably going to play. We don't know that yet, but 8,000. Saquon seventy seven hundred, Aaron Jones seventy five, Dalvin Cook seventy five, and Fournette seventy four hundred on on DraftKings. Uh, I don't think it's in a range that a lot of people are going to get to very often this week, which it makes them really interesting because these are really good players. Uh, if you have to if, if you go expensive running back this week, you want to get different a little bit. Uh, where are you going among amongst this tier?
2: Yeah, you know, I might go all the way up to McCaffrey. Wow. All right. I did not expect that. I like it. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have expected it either. Um, He's, okay, he's the cheapest salary he's been all season. Okay, now, obviously that's for a reason. He hasn't done well. But he had 12 targets last week and nine the week before. I didn't like him last week against San Fran. He caught seven passes, got in the end zone, still had a good game. Nine catches the week before that. I mean, you figure they're going to have to throw him the ball. Uh, especially in this matchup against against uh, the Rams defense. Um, So, yeah, you know, and I I like it because, like you said at the top, these guys are probably not going to be that popular with the cheap running backs we have and with people wanting to play expensive QBs and receivers. So, like, it's a reason to maybe try and force it. Uh, So, yeah, I don't mind McCaffrey uh, for that price tag. What about you? Is there a guy in this top range that sticks out to you?
1: Uh, I'm going to be
2: really boring. I'm going to go,
1: uh, I'm going to go back to the well again with Nick Chubb. I think that just, I mean, he's so good right now. 17 for 134 and two touchdowns last week. He's not involved in the pass game. I get everybody says he doesn't catch any passes, but gee, if you're getting hundred yards every week and score every week, like I don't really care that much. I'd love to see it. And the, the crazy thing about last week, I don't know if you, I, I don't know why you'd be watching Browns or whoever they played, but Uh, Jacoby Brissett missed him on what would have been like a 60 yard touchdown pass. Like he had a, he had kind of like a, it was a route where Brissett just kind of broke out and Chubb just kind of took off. And he had, he, it was like, he would have been in stride. He would have had one guy to beat and nobody stopped. I don't think, I don't think there's any doubt he would have beat the guy. It was like, it was right. There would have been a huge play and Brissett missed him by like a yard and a half. And, uh, I was just so frustrating because you never get those opportunities with Chubb, but he's averaging over six yards a carry. They're a home favorite, like they they they're favorite over New England. Like it is a pretty good game script for Chubb too. He has over a hundred total yards in every game. He has over a hundred yards rushing in four of the five, and got there the receiving yards a little bit in one game. So he's eighty two hundred. Nobody's gonna play him like you have him right next to McCaffrey in between McCaffrey and Taylor. Like I just I think I'm going back to Chubb this week. I think that uh, until he lets me down, I can kind of keep going back to the well, but. I think this whole range can be pretty under rostered compared to normal. I think that uh, every, it's hard yeah. to get there with the, if you want to play Mahomes and Allen, you want to play the, you want to play the tight ends, you want to play Diggs. Um, I think it's a range that if you can find your guy that you really love, these are all guys that can go crazy. Um, you can really have a step up on the competition.
2: Yeah. I think you might have swayed me on Chubb. Just like no one is going to play Chubb. Look, like, he just, he just continues to crush. And I mentioned yeah. that like, people might not get up to McCaffrey but Chubb is going to be about a fifth as popular as McCaffrey. I mean no one's going to play Chubb. He's for sure going to be under 5%. So yeah, um agree. Yeah, he's I mean he's just
1: he's probably been the best running back in football at least in just mm-hmm. terms of just pure rushing and, and so far this year. Uh so we mentioned the guys uh, in the mid range going to be popular. I don't think we need to we need to dwell on those two guys too much, but between like I don't know 5,000 and 7,000 there's some other names in here that May get lost a little bit. We've got Alvin Kamara coming off a huge game of 6,700. Didn't go up in price that much. He was 6,600 last week. You talked about last week, loving the price. Um, I just, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't go up. He had 100 yards rushing and 91 yards receiving. Uh, Jeff Wilson, we talked about during the no-house advantage uh, party, He's 6,200. He was really good last week, too. Uh, Brees Hall had 97 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving last week. He's 5,800 Raheem Mostert's 5,700. You know, he had, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds kind of out of this mix right now. He had less snaps than Miles Gaskin last week. Um, Mostert was 18 for 114. And we talk about guys who can bust one. Um, You give me Raheem Mostert in space. I'll take him over any running back in the NFL. He's that fast. Um, Do you consider any of these guys or is it just too hard to get away from the popular guys?
2: No, I'm definitely considering these guys. Yeah, um, definitely Alvin Kamara. Uh, really yeah. like that price tag still. It's just too cheap. I mean, way too cheap. On other weeks, if there wasn't this value, we didn't have some of these injuries. I'm sure people would be talking about Kamara as one yep. of the top plays this week. Um, and especially if if one or two of those receivers are out. All of the receivers are listening this question questionable. I don't think Mike Thomas is going to play. I don't know about Olave with that concussion. Um, but looks like a really good spot to me for Kamara. Um, and actually, Mixon if you like the Cincinnati side, Mixon projects like just as well as Kamara. Uh, yeah. Both those guys are too cheap in that Cincinnati, New Orleans game. So I'm looking there. What about you?
1: Uh, it's an interesting point on Mixon. He has not looked good. And like, there's a lot of talk this week about, Oh, they keep giving the ball in the red zone and he keeps struggling. he just, he didn't have more than 82 yards is most. I think that was week one. And he doesn't catch the ball a ton either. He had, you know, seven receptions week one, but it hasn't been more than four since. So I think, if you want Joe Mixon, like this is going to be as low rostered as he's going to be with the big with the, with the the high popular names that running back and Kamara right there also. I think Mixon will be very uh, very low roster. It's an interesting tournament play. Um, I uh, I probably agree with you on Kamara. I think he was just he looked so good last week. He looked finally healthy. I think was the key. And six targets is really important. Uh, you know, maybe uh, it may depend who plays quarterback. We don't know if it's going to be Jameis or Andy Dalton. Um, the problem is Taysom Hill keeps stealing red zone, tar- red zone. Yeah, touches. like it just he had Hill had three touchdowns rushing and one passing last week. Like Camara <laughs> was great last week, but like that's frustrating. Like give me a couple of those for Camara. They just they man, love, yeah, he could have had a Hill. huge game. Yeah, he really could have. I mean, he could have had two touchdowns instead of T- Hill, and takes two of those and take two of those four away, and you got a huge game. But uh, I do like that. Um, I, I, I worry a little. Brees Hall looks good, but I worry a little bit in Green Bay. You know, Green Bay is a pretty big favorite. It's not the best game script for a running back, but. I mean, he's is allowing 4.5.1 yards per carry to running backs. They have not been good against the runs. So I think, you know, Hall could work too. I like Mostert. It's just, it's hard to get to some of those guys with, with Walker and Benjamin right there. But I think my favorite in the range would, I agree with you. I think I'd go Kamara. I just think he's underpriced.
2: Yeah. And uh, just about Brees Hall, I agree with what you said, but it's, it's a cheap price tag and and he's he's projecting pretty well. Um, if, if Eno Benjamin, if we didn't get the Eno Benjamin value, uh, like I was considering, Brees Hall as like the third cheap guy for cash, not just me, but he, other people will too. He he's going to be pretty popular at that price tag. So he, he, was freaking tackled the one yard line twice last week. Mm-hmm. And both times,
1: and t- both times they brought Michael Carter and he scored. I
2: was
1: like, you gotta be kidding me. You got, the guy's got 200 yards of offense. You can't give him a touch at the one. I felt like I was watching a uh, varsity blues all over again. Take out the, take out the, not let the running back score at the one yard line. It was driving me crazy.
2: Yeah, he should have had a huge game, and he still had 30 points. He still had a huge yeah. game.
1: Still had a huge game, but, man, it could have been monster, just Michael Carter vulturing those touchdowns down the stretch there. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it's a range. Uh, it's about uh, it's about the most options we've had at running back between, like, I don't know, 5,500, or I guess you could include Benjamin, so 4,500 and 7,000. There are so many names you could play. Um, last week they all got there. I don't think that'll happen again. That's a that's a rarity. So picking right here will be key. But, uh, if you want to get a little different off the, off the highly popular guys, I think there's many ways to do it this week. We mentioned, you know, four or five right there. Um, you know, the, the, the high popular guys are gonna be popular for a reason. They're going to be, uh, they're going to, they're, they're highly owned for a reason, but, um, you can get different than in of similar price ranges if you want to. Yep. Let's, uh, let's talk receiver. We've talked a lot about running backs and quarterbacks, let's talk receiver, but first a note from our sponsors at monkey knife fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, we got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. Just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So uh, in the same vein, we've got, uh, you know, we talked about the expensive running backs with expensive receivers. I think we've already talked about digs going to be very popular 8,400. We talked about Justin Jefferson a little bit, not gonna be very popular, but uh, you know, chance to be a big game. Cooper cup is 9,700. Seems almost impossible to play on the slate this week. Like unless you really go, you could go Gino and some cheap running backs and kind of do it to get different. But I don't think there's gonna be many people playing cup this week. Uh, it's a little banged up too, but that, you know, he's got over hundred, hundred yards in four or five games. Uh, We got other in this range. We got Jamar Chase at seventy seven hundred, Debo Samuel seventy six hundred, Tyreek Hill at seventy five hundred. Are you finding yourself playing any of these uh, guys that are not named Stephon Diggs?
2: Uh, (laughs) yeah, it's tough. Maybe Jefferson. You made a pretty good case for Jefferson. I think if you want to play Cup, this will be about the low, lowest, the least popular you'll ever see Cup. I think so too um so I don't know if he can go for 35 you you might have a chance I don't know that's tough you mentioned he's banged up and the price is way up there yep. you know what what happened with Debo Samuel last week you know I was all over Debo and I don't know maybe game script affected him a little but I, I don't know I, I was gonna ask you about Debo you being the San Francisco guy because I can always get behind Debo against Atlanta you know it's a guy that has three touchdown upside and it's a guy that just no one's gonna play so maybe like a guy like Debo could be your five percent own guy. Um, I was considering that at least. Um, yeah, I just I couldn't do Tyreek Hill with with Skylar Thompson. I believe right. that's his name at quarterback. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think, know. What do you think? What
1: do you think? I think I think Jimmy got to Debo. He had nine targets last week. Like yeah. it's not like he wasn't that involved. He just had two catches and twenty yards. A lot of the targets were kind of bad and. You're right, though. I mean, Debo can can have a big game at point. He only had, the only thing to, to think about with Debo as we move forward here, and he's still priced like he's a number one receiver. I think the uh, I think the way they used Tevin Coleman last week, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, Tevin Coleman's taking Jeff Wilson's snaps and carries." I just don't think he is. I think he's taking Debo's carries, which is the mm-hmm. which is the problem. I mean, when Wilson was dropped. Down, I think he had like fifty eight percent of touches of the running backs, but it was that Coleman took him and not Debo. Debo only had two rushes. Um, it seems yeah. to me it's he had eight rushes the first week and then he has four, five, two, and two. And last year, like yeah. as we went late in the season, like it was those touchdowns rushing that really got him, you know, over the top. And he was awesome for. He's a great receiver, but that you you add that boost in there it was really nice. I think the problem is that if Coleman and Wilson are both healthy, I think Kyle's going to do whatever he can to not really ride Debo in the run game. Maybe a couple plays here and there to be different, but not the lineup in the backfield giving the ball six times, which you want from fantasy angle. If I were going to go fully different here and play someone at uh, under 5%, mine would be Jamar Chase at 7,700. Um, Marcus Lattimore might not play, which would be big here. We might not get T. Higgins either. T. Higgins uh, was kind of a surprise standing on the sideline last week, didn't play a ton. Uh, Chase had a lot of shallow targets, hasn't been over 85 yards since week one. But the same time, you have some big games to receivers. Chase at 7,700, I don't think anybody's going to play. I think it's going to be just an easy kind of scroll past. Uh, he was only seven fifty nine against Baltimore on Sunday night, but he had twelve targets. Um, I think Jamar Chase here has the as the upside, big explosion game. He always has, uh, always has that uh, that possibility. Seven seven hundred, and nobody's been playing him. I think he's a very interesting tournament player this week.
2: Yep, that's it. I'm, I'm changing my pick to Chase for <laughs> sure, uh, especially if if Lattimore is out. Like that, that's all yeah. I needed to hear. Higgins banged up, and also like I'm totally off Debo. Like if 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 he's not getting eight carries, like. That's why you play him. So, yeah. like, and, yeah, I agree with everything you said there. So, I, I won't be taking a chance on Debo. And, but, yeah, and, and, absolutely, Jamar Chase. Yeah.
1: And we saw it with Debo two weeks ago against the Rams. Like, if he can catch that short pass and take it to the house, like, there's nobody that does that better after the catch than him. But, like, you're kind of counting on that. It's just – it's hard to get by. Last week, he had a short touchdown. But, I don't know, their offense is just uh, – is stuck in the mud still a little bit. I know they looked good last week against Carolina. But, like, a lot of that was the defense. The defense scored. The defense set them up well. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, right. I'm still not, the... I'm still not fully on board with the offense. I, and I love Brandon Ayuk so much, but it's just hard to get behind a guy. And they keep talking about, Hey, Ayuk's playing great. And I'm like, yeah, but we're talking fantasy football here. Like I, I don't, we want to talk about real football. Brandon Ayuk is a great player, looks good, looks sharp, catches the ball, but just not enough, not enough volume and not enough, uh, not enough, you know, red zone stuff. It just doesn't work fantasy wise right now.
2: Right. And you know, we need massive scores from these receivers, yeah. especially when they're priced up like Debo and that, that, yeah. that's usually going to, we're going to need a massive game from Jimmy. And, you know, we haven't really seen that, you know, yeah. we're going to need 300 yards from Jimmy. You know, we want Debo to have 150, You know that stuff. It just seems not very likely the way things are going. Yeah. Um, in the 7,000, we've already talked about Marquise Brown. We've
1: already talked about Mike Evans. So I'm going to jump down a little bit in the, in this mid range here. Say, you know, I don't know, 5,000 to 7,000. We talked about Metcalf. We talked about Gabe Davis in here. We talked about Tyler Lockett in here. Like all the guys in here, our players we talked about in these big games. They're going to be popular. So what else does one do in here? If you want some receivers in the five or 6,000, you want to get a little bit different off Metcalf, off Davis, off Lockett, but might have some big games. Uh, where are you going here? Cause I think this is a spot. If you want to get different, you could do so. There's gonna be a lot of guys. In here gonna be very lowly rostered. They're still pretty good players, but uh, they don't, they don't stick out very much. So if, as you dug in here, what were you seeing here in this range?
2: I don't know. Like it's a, it's a hard to, range, right? Like it's a hard there, range. Yeah. There's the,
1: there's the three guys we mentioned, Metcalf Lockett, and uh and Gabe Davis. And you're like, uh, the, it's a, it's a pretty big drop off to try and find guys that have anywhere near the upside of those three.
2: Right. It really is. So like, Christian Kirk is, is yeah. interesting in that his price came way down. He was 6600 in consecutive weeks, and, you know, people were excited about him until, until he got three targets. So, like, I don't know. You can make an argument for Christian Kirk. Um, Drake London, his price went down. I don't know. I, I could see like Drake London's projecting well at some places that I'm see that I'm seeing. You, I could see that. I don't know. You know, if I had to pick one in just this whole range, 5,000 to 7,000 that you named, I think I would stick in that bills game. Or I would stay in that bills chiefs game and maybe take a shot on Isaiah McKenzie. i um, going to be back after one week. People just probably will forget him out about him a little um, crowders out and you know shakir was popular last week filling in for mckenzie i think mckenzie will just step back into the slot role and play most of the snaps um i think he has upside for for 5k and i and i don't think he'll be very popular
1: yeah i like that as i like that as a call too i think that if if he doesn't play i think shakir will be very popular and we'll we'll talk about the cheap guys Um, oh yeah no
2: yeah, yeah, sorry. Mackenzie, um, he's not even on the injury report. Oh, okay, he's so that's oh, fully cleared concussion protocol. Yeah,
1: oh, I like that thing because I think people still will probably play Shakir just because he was so mm-hmm. good last week. And I think that uh, Mackenzie slides in. and I don't think there's any reason why he doesn't slide right back into the slot role, too. Um, I looked at Christian Kirk there, I think that uh, that you know, the prices dipped, He only had three targets last week. Jacksonville laid a, laid a huge egg last week. Trevor Lawrence looked bad, and they just you know, they, they did not look good against Houston. Um, the only other guy I mentioned here is uh, Jacoby Myers at 5300 he, uh, he, mm. he he's back after two missed games uh, he had eight targets last week seven for 111 and a touchdown nice game script they their their dogs to, uh, to to Cleveland he has 27 targets in three games he's played I don't think this is New England or New is not really a passing game you really want to target and get a get it a, you get a, uh, you know aggressive with but if you want to be a little different I think myers is 5300 with the targets uh, does work pretty well there
2: yeah, maybe I shouldn't have wrote him off. Who's gonna? Is Mac Jones back or? Uh, I don't think we fully know yet, but I think it's probably gonna be Bailey
1: Zappi. And if it, if it is, yeah, I probably I probably, like probably prefer that actually.
2: Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, I might prefer that too. But yeah, no, those are ma- Those are massive uh, target numbers for yeah. Jacoby Meyer, Myers. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: Um, under five thousand. We've talked about a lot of these guys too. We talked about Devin Duvernay. Um, you know, if Bateman sits again, he's a really nice play. We talked about Vallas Scantling. We talked about Rondale Moore. We talked about Khalil Shakir. Um, is there anybody else? We talked about George Pickens. He's in here too. Uh, I kind of like Romeo Dub Dobbs. Dubs. I always mess that up. What is it?
2: Yeah, you know, I heard the announcer saying Dobbs in okay. London last week. Let's go so with think- Let's go
1: with the London announcer then. I go Dobbs. Uh, <laughs> 4,800 there. Um, he was quiet last week, but he's got uh, 21 targets the last three weeks, and he's got Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. I think the Dobbs at 4,800 is a really nice play. That It's going to be a week where nobody goes to that because there's so many other options. I think everybody's going to go MVS, Hardman, uh, Rondale Moore, especially at 5,4,200. I think Alec Pierce at 4,300 is mildly interesting. He's really getting more involved in this offense. Again, you're tying to yourself to Matt Ryan, which we don't love. Um, he, but he was four for eighty on six targets, and eight for eighty-one on nine targets. The last two weeks, so really getting involved. He's clearly the number two right there behind Pittman, and you know it's a play that uh, I think if you want to get a little different and be off the big games down here, you could play Pierce at forty-three hundred. That could work.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, we have about seven or eight guys in this range that all yeah. look like decent plays, uh, like you mentioned. The two most popular will be Valdez, Scantling, and Rondell Moore, um, yep. but all those other guys that in that range that we mentioned are are pretty good plays. Yeah. A lot, a lot more options down here than there
1: have been the last couple of weeks. I, yep. I found myself searching for options here the last couple of weeks, so I think that's really interesting. Someone asked in the chat um, about Tyler Boyd if uh, T Higgins does not play. I, uh, I looked at that, and he had 61 snaps last week, but he had four targets, three catches. I just – I don't know. I, did, I, I didn't I didn't get super excited about Tyler Boyd when I saw it. But, yeah, if Higgins doesn't play, um, I think he's 5,100. Uh, Boyd is definitely very live. I just – I think I prefer other guys in the range a little bit more when I looked at it closely.
2: Yeah, I do too. But, you know, a question from Alex. That's a good call. That's one of yeah. those that, yeah, if Higgins isn't out – Boyd will be like way less popular than these other guys. I mean, yeah, and, like, and he's a good, he's with, a good, he's I'm, a good player too. Right. And I'm with Scott where I don't love it. Um, but could you see him getting over a hundred and a touchdown for sure? We yeah. saw him have some two touchdown games and, and of course he can do that with Burrow and with no Higgins. Um, yeah, that's the type of leverage play that you're going to need on this slate. Yeah,
1: I, I do like that. And he's a, he's a good player at 5,100. I just, uh, I think I like the other games more, but uh, yeah, yeah that me too. I think that, that I just like work. his
2: idea. That's that's yeah, that's, the, that's the right
1: idea. Yeah. Um. So let's talk tight ends a little bit. We've we talked again a bunch about Kelsey. We talked about Mark Andrews. Kelsey seventy eight hundred. Mark Andrews is seven thousand. Nice bounce back game. Um. And you drop way down. George Kittle's fifty one hundred. I would love to play George Kittle, but again, I just I mean he had six targets last week. His most so far, but five forty seven. Like, using him on these like these like quick plays and like get at the ball out of Jimmy's hands. It's not that he used to go downfield and break tackles and it's just, they're not using him that way. And they have it for a while. Um, So I think I need to see it before I get there with kill. If he was like 4,000 or something like that. Sure. Then I play George Kittle for the upside, but at 5,100, I can't do it. We talked about Ertz. He's 4,900, 10 more targets last week. That works with a, with a Kyler stack. Where else are you going at tight end? If you're you need to save some money at tight end, you can't afford Kelsey, you can't afford Anders. You want to you want to play some of these guys? You want to you know maybe stick in a Chase or or someone with with Diggs or or play a Chubb or McCaffrey? You want to save money at tight end? Where where are you
2: kind of going down the board here? Okay, um, I have a few a few guys that I'm considering um, for cash games. It looks like it's going to be the same as last week. Higby was the most popular and. Yeah. He's three hundred dollars more now. Uh, he had seven catches on ten targets. Yeah, wasn't a huge game, seven for forty six, but still another ten targets. So forty six hundred for Higby looks pretty good for cash games. Um, also, yeah, I mean the guys you mentioned, Ertz and Andrews project really well. But if I'm going cheaper, um, so I've thought about I, I thought about Hayden Hurst if uh, especially if t higgins was out i also thought about irv smith jr 32 those 3300 3200 i mean i'm just looking for guys who can maybe catch five balls get in the end zone and those two can do it for that price um i was going to ask you i saw evan ingram had 10 targets last week caught six balls so you got a bunch of guys in this price range and then even in bill stacks I'd consider Dawson Knox uh if he, it looks like he's going to play. Dawson Knox hasn't done anything this year. No one's going to really use him in stacks, and he's going to have games this season where he catches two touchdowns, you know, assuming he's healthy. So, I don't know. I'm looking in that low 3K range. Who, who stands out for you?
1: Yeah, above the low 3K range, I think that David Njoku is still pretty playable again. He's mm-hmm. 4,000, but he had, I mean, he had six for 88 last week, three straight weeks over 70 yards. Like, I think we oh, yeah. thought the David and Joko breakout was like going to be four years ago, but maybe we're finally getting it. But uh, if you want to get really cheap, uh, you know, I like the names you like. I also like, uh, I think Noah Fant at three thousand. Interesting in that in that Seattle game, where you're going to want some uh, you want some plays there. He does split time with Will Disney, which is frustrating. But he had he had five targets last week. He's three forty nine. He's a guy that can hit a big play. Um, he hasn't topped fifty yards yet. But Arizona's been struggling against tight ends, although they have faced good ones. They faced Kelsey. Darren Waller, they face Dallas Goddard also. Uh, so, but they're allowing nine point three yards per target to tight end, so that could work there. The other name down here is uh, is uh, is an interesting one, Cade Otten in uh, in mm. Tampa Bay. He's someone that uh, he would need Cameron Bray not to play again. That would be that would be the key. But he had uh, hit seven targets last week. He was six for forty three. And you know, you give me a game where I can pair up a guy with uh, with Tom Brady at twenty nine hundred. That uh, you know maybe scores a touchdown. Uh, Otten played seventy four snaps last week. Like he was the guy with right out. There was not like. Breaks out. Let's play twelve guys. It was pretty much Kate Otten. He had uh, forty-three snaps. He had four targets the week before that. So very heavily involved in the offense. It would again. It would need Brake not to play, but if you're going to go punt down here, twenty-nine hundred, I think for Otten. You know, if you get five or six targets, I think that 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 will work out just fine for the price.
2: Yeah, absolutely. If Brake's out, I would have no problem with Otten. Uh, in that same game, if I see Frymuth's also in concussion protocol, yep. Gentry twenty-six hundred. Caught five of six targets last week. I was just wondering why he's, he's like high up there in the projections right now. But that's because he's 2,600. And if Fryer <laughs> yeah. moves out, people could, people would probably use Gentry in cash games, to be honest, if you didn't have like K. Dot. And people like to use that min price tight end whenever yeah. they, whenever they can.
1: Yeah. And he had five, you mentioned the targets. He had five catches last week. So it was, it worked really well there, too. Um, you know, we have options all over the board this week. It's a really fun week. You can play so many different. Like we talked about how cash lamps might look really similar, but there are a lot of different ways to go. And kind of, there other spots, which makes it a lot of fun. Um, What about, uh what about defense? You've got, uh we don't have the chalk defense. Like we had the last couple weeks. We had, uh it was Dallas last week. And I forget who it was. It was Dallas the week before too. Was it Dallas both weeks? I forget who it was. The
2: week before, uh, but yeah, it might've been. Yeah. Two. and they, they the, Oh no, that was two weeks. That was before.
1: Yeah, but they came through both times. I don't really feel like we have that uh, that that easy chalk defense this week. Um, you got to play defense, and this is a week where maybe uh, you know your defense might decide something because there's gonna be a lot of a uh, lot of uh, similar lineups out there, especially in cash games. Uh, where the heck does one go at defense week? I think it's I think it's the toughest week to find a, an obvious cheap defense that we've had.
2: I think it's the yeah, I think it's the toughest week as well. Um, I think like for defenses under three k. I think some people will look at the Saints. I, I don't love it, but I think I get it against Joe Burrow. You can maybe yeah, get some sacks and some yeah. turnovers since he's offensive line um, struggling.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
2: Yeah, um, at least they're projecting. You know what, what? What? Who can really project defenses? But in right. these defensive projections, the Saints stand out above these other teams. I don't love it. I mean, I'm I'm hoping maybe you can give me one down here, but I'm gonna go. I'm going to choose the Jaguars actually okay. for three K as a as a defense that I don't really think anyone I don't really think anyone will go to them. Uh, they had 21 fantasy points against Indy in their first meeting, three picks and five sacks against Matt Ryan. But yep. also, I believe the Colts are going to go with like three new offensive linemen. Um, I'll have to check on that. But they switched last game uh they benched a couple guys brought in a rookie or two so they're gonna have some new starters for this game uh yeah so yeah take a shot on the jags maybe i don't know who, who do you who do you got
1: so i have two down here in the cheap range one of them was jacksonville at three thousand. i think that uh you know give me give me someone against matt ryan i think we're gonna that's gonna be a common theme for me this week the other one is actually new england at 2900 um they have multiple sacks in four or five games they've scored the last two weeks they've been getting after defense and you know I love Nick Chubb, but I don't love Jacoby Brissett. He could clearly make a mistake. Uh, so at under 3,000, I think it's a game where the underdogs, I don't always love that on the road. It's a tough setup. But, you know, a game where they just need one mistake, multiple sacks in 405, like I mentioned, I think that that works well. The defense I like, that's kind of mid-range. I think if people are going to go up, they're going to go with the Rams against P.J. Walker. They're going to go with Tampa against uh, Kenny Pickett. I like Baltimore this week at 3,600. I think if you can get there um, – I like them to I think that I think the Giants run of, you know, this the four and one, I think it's gonna end right now. I like them to really mess with Daniel Jones. I think that uh Baltimore's a smart defense. I think they're going to make uh, Daniel Jones make two or three mistakes. I think Baltimore's going to hit a big play on defense this week. So I like that as a uh, kind of just a feel play. Thirty six hundred, a little bit cheaper than the popular top ones. I don't think anybody's to be popular, but and then more expensive than the than the, the ones the bottom people will play. I think people will try and get low on defense this week to play these. You know, we obviously have two huge games. Everyone want a piece of. So I like Baltimore thirty six hundred. Probably my favorite defense this week.
2: Yeah, I like that too. I want to ask you about one more. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we play the Falcons? Why do you always pick on the 49ers? I mean, it's a home matchup against Jimmy G. You know, we're looking for like a min price defense. You know, I just had to throw it in there.
1: I mean, it works because Jimmy can always make a mistake. I just think that if the game script comes out anywhere near, I think the Niners are going to try and run the ball 40
2: times. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. It it ends up being like not a good spot. Yeah. If if somehow the Falcons like.
1: Yeah. The Falcons like get up 13, three or something. Then it becomes like a great spot all of a sudden. So for a defense, I guess it works. But like if anywhere near the game, I think Kyle's going to try and run the ball
2: 35, 40 times this week. Yep. And then one other thing doesn't have to do with defense, but. uh, Is it more picking on Jimmy? Is more picking on Jimmy G? No, but I just realized (laughs) when you said it, I didn't realize that PJ Walker was going to be starting. Um, I only bring that up because I mentioned McCaffrey I would want to I would want to check how McCaffrey's fared in the passing game with Walker, but just when when I heard you mention Walker, it wanted it took me off McCaffrey pr- yeah. pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah. Someone in the
1: chat uh, mentioned uh, Falcons a nice pick for a sneaky D West Coast team traveling. Uh, the West Coast team, at, the fourers are actually not traveling this week. They stayed in. Um, in uh, West Virginia this week and, uh, and practiced. Uh, I right. uh, can't remember the name of the resort, but they uh, it helps a little bit. They didn't go cross country because they played, uh, they played Carolina last week, but uh, it is a, it is an early game there. And the, uh, the Niners, uh, you know, it, Jimmy can always throw a pick six. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, but I just, I think the game of the game shift works out. Last, last one thing I want to mention since we're talking Niners Falcons. Um, if Kyle Pitts plays, he's 4,200. Uh, is there any way that uh, you play Kyle Pitts at 4,200 against the Niners defense?
2: I, I could be talked into Pitts. Yeah, I mean, could, I don't know. Can he outscore Higby, Ertz, and Joku, that range? I don't know. Yeah, like, are, are the Niners, do they shut down tight ends? I don't know. Uh, the Niners shut down everybody right now. Hey, the Niners give up seven points to Seahawks, who have
1: scored everybody. I think the Niners defense is awesome, but I I think it makes sense. I think that uh, he's 4,200. Is the price now where, like, oh my God, it's Kyle Pitts. Like, I know it's been awful, but he has – um He's has all the talent in the world. One big play, like the Niners is tough because they have they have uh, you know Greenlaw and 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 Fred Warner at linebacker who might be uh, I'm not gonna call him the best one two linebackers, but they're certainly in the discussion. There are some other really good ones, but maybe a top five group there. Where, you know they're gonna cover the cover linebacker a lot. But uh, Emmanuel Mosley's out for the Niners. Jimmy Ward broke his hand. The Niners are missing six starters on defense like it's pretty crazy what they've done so far they're missing uh aziz al shair jimmy ward uh emmanuel mosley and then bosa might not that's if bosa doesn't play and i don't think they're gonna risk him on the turf this week with kansas city on the schedule next week javon kinlaw's out eric Armstrong's not gonna play that's six starters on a defense that uh is obviously really deep and it's played really well but yeah i think that i mean at some point that has to take an effect so i think it's interesting by the way the Niners stayed at the green Bayer in west virginia i just names popped in my head so that's where they that's where the resort where they played that uh, they stayed on the on the other side of the country in practice they usually do that when they have two east coast games but
2: anyway the i feel Greenbrier, like briar i think is that they play a pga tour event there is there. a there's a pga tour event there i
1: think it was uh phil mickelson like has a house on the course because he loved it so much he ended up uh ended up buying uh, yeah it yeah he's not on the pga tour anymore but yes he when he was he uh, he had a house there so Anyway, I feel like we've uh we've hit everybody in the slate. We've dug deep in this one. It's a, it's a really fun slate. Probably my favorite slate so far of the year just because there's so many different ways to go with also, you know, some obvious plays. I think mean, it's a week where um you know getting a little different, making some leverage plays really makes a lot of sense. You got to pick the right guys in the big games too. To be a fun watching week too. Like I'm definitely going to have two TVs on Saturday after Sunday afternoon for because I'm a, I'm putting Arizona Seattle on a TV too. I'm not I'm not missing that game just to only watch the the, the, the Bills
2: Chiefs. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Can't wait. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, whether
1: it's on the audio version or you're listening to us live, we appreciate the question in the chat too. It's uh, it's always fun to interact with people while we're you know kind of jumping around here. Uh, we want to thank uh, No House Advantage for their sponsorship of the podcast. We really appreciate that too. Uh, if you could please rate and review us, that uh, goes a long way to help, helping us too. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Scott Jensen. Ryan is at Ryan Belongi. Belongi is B E L O N G I A. Uh, we'll be talking some football on there. Baseball season's over, so you don't have to be talking there. However, Warrior season starts next Tuesday. So, this might be a really good week if you want to talk football. There's no basketball, there's no baseball. This might be a big football week for me. So, I I, I joke. But uh, other than that, it'll be, uh, it should be a really fun week. We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, We'll be back at you next Friday for week seven. So, everybody's a good one. Uh, Take care. We're back at you then.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?